Happy New Year. Happy Thursday, everybody. We're throwing our days off here with the New Year. We normally do Tuesday, but it's Thursday, and it's Wednesday, and it's 2022. We survived another year, another pandemic, and uh, and Tyler cut his hair, just on the beard. Um, so, Happy New Year, Tyler. Happy New Year to you. We Man. have made it. Another year. We did. I, Great news. I feel wiser. You, you look wiser. I do. I feel it. That was that was a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> That's like when someone says someone says, "Hey, you look tired." That means you look uh, awful. <laughs> why do people say that to people? That always bugs me. Yeah, I know. I know. You look tired. You look. If awful. you know, if you know them, you can say that. I I guess. I guess probably uh, not a countdown. Number one thing not to say to your wife: you look tired. Oh no! Mm. I remember this happened. It, uh, it came up in my time hop just a couple of years ago. I walked into the YMCA. Like my local YMC, I'm not friends with anyone there. People work there. And the first lady at the desk was like, hey, Tyler, oh, you look tired. <laughs> and then I swear to God, like two two workers down look, goes, oh, yeah, you do look tired. I'm like, I don't even know you people. And I feel normal. <laughs> hey, you, you need some sleep. That That's the, uh, that's the, that's the thing there. So uh, fun show. We're doing a Q&A, live Q&A. We've had people submit questions. Uh, if there's questions from the audience, you can ask. We're just we're just going to answer some questions here and um, just kind of have a, have a jolly good time for the first show of 2022 and 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 get off and running. We got some cool things coming up, but uh, so we we will get we'll get started here. Our uh, today's show is uh, is brought to you by wow wow not CapChat Park Place Java Park Place Java is uh, is our sponsor. Um, you can order online at parkplacejava.com. They do have K-Cups. They have all kinds of flavors and coolness. Quality coffee shipped directly to your door, so you never run out of coffee again. You can get a subscription. Uh, you're really going to like uh, – I think you're really going to like it, so I would uh, – it's always fun to do. So uh, this, uh, this ladies and gentlemen – We're fancy now. We have, like, commercials. I know. I know. I know. i got to read another one for for uh, Podcast Row up in the U.S. we we, we got to read that, too. But uh, – so, but uh, this is Tyler Tomlinson, the legend, the uh, the mastermind. He once caught more mosquitoes in one hour than anyone else in Canton, Missouri. My name is Josh Tyler, and this is Cap Chat Live. You're listening to Cap Chat, the number one soccer recruitment podcast in the United States. This is Cap Chat. All right, so Q and A show. There's people you guys can can throw chat on there if you want to hop on live you can as well, um, so we'll give the USC read uh, shortly and uh, and kind of get going here. So um, Tyler, you got some questions? We'll just kind of ask some questions back and forth and and um, what, what kind of what yeah. Questions? Thanks for um, you know you put out my uh, Twitter handle out there so <laughs> you know so people can hit up my DMs with some questions. Um, that was one of so the most I, hip things you've ever said. People can hit up my yeah. DMs with some Q and A. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hit me in my DMs and I'll answer your questions uh, via recruiting. So I, I actually had uh, one for you. I thought was interesting. Okay. Um, and, and maybe you can help out more just with with your position and everything. Um, and basically, the question was like, what's too young, or is it too? Is there an age that's too young to start a profile? 
for recruitment purposes for a player or, you know, someone's kid. Ooh. I think, I think obviously or is there a right age, I think obviously, you know, you start looking at ages six or seven, that's weird. Uh, I think the perfect age, you know, and what we do at Rush at least, um, which makes it right because Rush does it, but um, is we start May of eighth grade year going into going into be a freshman that gives you all summer and kind of work on your profile. Because um, I think really before then, nothing that you're doing is, is all that valuable. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, coaches don't look at the grades you have in middle school they, they don't, you know, they're not looking at that. I think the benefit of starting early is just to develop a routine. And that's why we start in eighth grade. And basically our first instructions is, hey, here's here's your profile. You know, we, we, we use College Fit Finder. So here's your College Fit Finder profile. Spend the next three months of summer kind of filling it out and getting and getting used to it. Um, and that, and so, but I, I mean, Tyler, I don't know. I mean, if, if a freshman would email you, I mean, do you, do you? I mean, I I would probably glance at the profile just to see and put yeah, them on the radar. That, but if they're a fifth grader, I'd be like, okay, am I allowed yeah. to open this? This feels weird. This is not legal. So, yeah, this happened to me. Um, I think two days ago, uh, and just kind of caught my attention because I want to say, and I I want to say like the 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 first subject line, uh, the first letter or numbers of it was twenty twenty seven recruit. Uh, and then I had the, the player's name and, and I'm like, I'm, yeah, I did, did that. And I had my like 20, 27. So I'm pretty sure that the student currently is in seventh grade. Um, and yeah, so like the other half, the other part of that question was uh, when, you know, when do I start reaching out to coaches? Hmm. And like you said, I think that's, that's too young from, you know, uh, almost any coach. I know, I know there's this, um, stigma about division one coaches recruiting younger and younger happens more on the female side than it does on the, on the male side. Uh, but I, I would say that's probably even still too young for, for maybe that crop of coaches yeah. uh, overall. So, so that uh, one caught me off guard the other day. Yeah. So, I mean, are we, I think freshman years, I think is a good starting point. I mean, do I like you- when you said that you have that summer uh, after your eighth grade year, uh, to start working on a profile and getting that going and starting it. And then you have something to update. And like you said, create the right habits of uh, getting rid of the old film and putting in new film because now it's better um, or compiling the best highlights that are in those next couple years. So I, I like that approach. I think that sure. Ninth grade, you're in high school. You can start contacting coaches. You can attend um, now, not just like a futures camp as some, colleges call it but their actual identification yeah. camps yeah um so i think that that's a, a good advice for sure coming out of there josh well and I, and I think up until that point too freshman year seems to be kind of a, a um a big transition year for, for for people in general you're going into high school you're kind of you're, you're you're trying to be a little bit on your own and you know this recruitment process we always talk about needs to come from from you as a player and so I think that's a good time to, for parents to sign and start visualizing, okay, you're going to high school. We're now going to spend the next couple months helping you communicate on your own. Because up until that point, really, parents have probably signed you up for club soccer. They've helped you sign up or they've done everything because you need that. And now as a freshman, yeah. you kind of say, okay, here's, here's a time as, as a parent that I'm going to say, okay, Susie, 
let's I need you to type let, let's work on a hypothetical email let's start doing stuff on your own um, you know because they're a year off from driving themselves to practice at that point and so I think that's a so I, I think that dividing line kind of makes sense also from a from a parent perspective yeah so the next the next question was I, I thought one that was obviously more geared towards the college side of things and probably because that's where we're getting into right now um, and it just said, you know, what does a basic off season or spring season look like at the college level? Yeah, a good one. Um, and I thought that was a good question. Um, once again, this is going to differ uh, upon what division you're in and what they're allowed to do. Um, division one and division two uh, men's and women's soccer are allowed the most dates or games to be played in the spring. Um, NAIA junior college and division three, uh, I think have the smallest number of games or dates that they can actually play in the spring. So there's a little difference there as far as availability to get out and play against other competition. Um, and then same thing goes for dates or excuse me, weeks of, of training, right? So almost all levels, you're going to still have strength and conditioning. So what players need to understand is fitness, and strength and conditioning don't involve a ball. So in most divisions, you can do that and, and not count towards your weeks of practice. Uh, but once you incorporate a soccer ball, things like that, then you're starting to get into weeks of practice and instruction. And you only have so many dates in the spring uh, that you're allowed to train. And so it won't be as rigorous as a regular season. There will be more time for academics or social life, I guess I could say. Um, and then once again, it all depends. And that'd be a good question to ask when you're on the recruit trail. Um, when you're talking to somebody, what does your spring season look like at this level now that I'm talking to this school? Um, and see what they're allowed and, and they're allowed to play and practice. Do, do you think, to add on to that answer, do you think it's a safe generalization to say that beyond scholarship dollars, which is one of the questions, but. Um, off-season is probably the biggest difference from divisions. Not necessarily skill, but Division Two probably has the, the most intense off-season. Division One, and as you kind of, you know, Division One has probably the most intense full-time job off-season, and Division Two is a little easier. Division Three is obviously academic, so and you kind of go down, like, how intense do you want your off-season? Because in-season pretty much stays the same for all levels. Um, but off-season, I wonder if that matrix kind of holds of, this is what off season does, and you got a little more outside soccer life as the divisions change. I don't know if you think that holds true. Yeah, I would say that that as a generalization is probably true, um, but then again, it de also depends on the coach's perspective on what they want to do. Um, you know, and so I, we, I'll just tell you. Uh, I'll be honest. We had a discussion with our strength and conditioning coach just recently about can we add on more hours into the gym in the spring, right? And, and, and she rolled out the benefits. This is what it will benefit, you know? And then I, I mean, and then also said, Hey, like, you know, you're the last team out of the national tournament. Maybe this is the one little thing you need to get in. And I get, I got all those things, you know, but my response was what about burnout? You know, do we want, is there a limit to where mm -hmm. we hit this limit and then it's, we're pushing the kids too much in spring and the, and the experience isn't the same yeah. and we lose the focus that we would have had if we kept it at a lower amount. Uh, so you're always trying to, I guess, walk that line as a coach. And so I think at each division, you have to measure those things um, and be 
this was coaching advice, be cognizant of those things. And, and I, cause she's young and she said, well, I mean, yeah, but you know, they'll tell you right when they feel like they're burned out. And I'm yeah. like, well, yeah. And if they tell us we've, we're, they're burned out. Like it already happened. It's too late. And she said, Oh, good point. I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. Um, but to go into, I know uh, we did have a question come in that says, uh, do they have meal meal prep recommendations as we're talking about strength and conditioning? And this is once again, going to go into um, kind of what Josh said at the highest level, uh, there probably will be meal prep. There'll be meals provided even at some levels, depending on how high of a level that you play. But as you tear down from those um, meal recommendations, some, some schools have not only a strength and conditioning coach, but a nutritionist, right. That can help and get everybody on the diet that they need. Um, and, you know, I, what I find a lot mm-hmm. of times, and this may sound crazy, Josh, but a lot of college students mm-hmm. need to gain weight and don't know the proper way to gain weight. Um, and so we do not have like a nutritionist at our school. We do have some that work with our program or graduates that have played in our program that will help out our kids individually. But typically, I would say the majority of our schools won't have meal prep recommendations. Actually, they might have recommendations. It just won't monitor yeah, it. And, and I do want to add this on, on the importance of, of, of a diet, you know, and whatever that looks like is – um, you know, as kids get older, we, I mean, you lose metabolism and the biggest things that I mean, I've seen, I've, I've seen kids, you know, at the division two level, yeah. you know, they're working out like a fiend and, and she's killing it and she keeps gaining weight. And, we're, and so we, we, you know, said, okay, keep a, keep a, a, a food ball. And it, it was eye opening to her, you know, she's like, I didn't realize, and I'm not exaggerating. I didn't realize how many Snickers yeah. I had. I'm like, well, like. <laughs> All this adds up. I mean, the importance of a diet, <laughs> and not a diet like I'm going to lose weight, but the importance of healthy eating and what you put into your body is instrumental in in, in being a high-level athlete. It, it just is. And whether you're, like Tyler said, whether you have a nutritionist on campus, whether you, whether you don't, you can Google it. Your coach will help you. You know, I know we didn't have a nutritionist at Division Two, but we sit down with a lot of players, um, and it's okay. Let's help you do the plan. Let's start with a meal log, and we can go from there. Um, we're pretty versed on what you can, you should not eat, and and a lot of it's common sense. Like you shouldn't eat that Twinkie at midnight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the so, resources, like you said, are there's so many resources. Exactly. There's somewhere you can find something. You know, like we tell our kids to sign up for. We know, like a sign up for the first form yeah. app, put in there what you want to do. They'll give you your calorie intake and fats carbs, yeah. and proteins. Yeah. And then, then yeah. don't pay the $5 yeah. and, a month. And I tell you that the, the, those things you I've learned in there's, college, there's workarounds. Let me guys. ask you this question, uh, Tyler. I'll, I'll, I'll give you why I'm asking. Do you drink dark soda? I don't either because freshman year, when you went in there, we were not allowed um, dark soda at Culver. And we, Oh, uh, see, I did, I drink Dr. Pepper every single day. Like, like, like of, I wasn't allowed that in high school. Um, for those who are listening, Tyler, I played at Culver Stockton, and and the coach said you couldn't have dark soda, and we only had Sierra Mist in the cafeteria. Um, and I have not, and I don't even. I'll be honest, I've done no research on this. Coach said you can't have dark soda, so I didn't, and I haven't had, I haven't really had dark, I haven't had dark soda since. And somebody's like, why? I'm like, I don't know. I don't think I'm better you than you. I just, that's what Coach said, <laughs> and it stuck with me. And you know, Sprite may be worse. Sprite may be worse for me than than anything. <laughs> so that's, that's funny that, like, you know, when I tell people that, no, I yeah, yeah. I, so 
that, that happened that happened to me too that happened to me. We, we had a we, we had a nutritionist come speak to our basketball team in high school and like you know he had his like phd and whatever nutrition and he basically said like you will live a better life if you I'm cut in. caffeine out of your diet and 16 year old tyler was like hey but let's yeah, say i mean but let's be honest look how good we i never went back like that was it i mean yeah i'm i'm down here sucking <laughs> down java coffee though so but uh but hey nothing no dark soda for me everybody <laughs> um all right so next question here uh thanks craig uh um, right. if you guys want to put where you're from I always like that too but uh so craig says as a high school sophomore what are the most important things my daughter should be focusing on um tyler i'll, I'll let you start that one out um of i guess from a what do you think they should be focused on we can add to that go ahead She's interested in Division Three. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah, that, I mean that that can affect your answer. I think mm-hmm. one of the most important things to be focusing on, first of all, is uh, is academics. Um, you know, when you get into the, even if you do go Division Two, II, Division One NAI, the academic side of things is going to help scholarship wise. Um, so that would be a number one easiest thing to control. Uh, creating those good study habits and making sure that GPA freshman year is what Josh and I have always warned about uh, where kids get behind GPA wise because they don't understand that the freshman year really weighs heavily on how the next years are going to turn out. So, you know, if she's off to a good start as a sophomore academically, just to to keep that same path and you'll be good. Um, As a sophomore in high school, um, my suggestion would be start to understand your strengths. Um, you're going to start to develop strengths. You might even start to be moved around to different positions based off of what you need as a sophomore and then how you start to become an upperclassman with the junior, senior year, you might play somewhere different with a different role. Embrace those things, right? Embrace that and make yourself more versatile, um, more tactical as far as understanding the game from different positions and how that can help you as a player. But, you know, most importantly, I, I would start to focus on what are my strengths and how could I uh put forth and showcase those strengths consistently in a game to where not only my coaches now would notice, but other coaches would notice, Hey, they're really good at these few things. We could take that and, and run with it at the next level. So understanding what I'm good at, Josh is, is a big thing. And don't always focus. That's me focusing on the positives. Don't always focus on the negatives. I'm going to just because it wants it really in I'm going to give that a, a Tyler's trend. I tend to think of myself as a one-man wolf pack, and my wolf pack grew by one. It's time for Tyler's Trends. <laughs> Sorry. I was missing Ruthie because she wasn't on the last show. Um, but no, I, I'll, I do want to – so as, as Division three, and, and I think this is all levels. I, we're huge components of grades. I think it's the number one thing, but especially the Division three level because Division three coaches can only give – um, ac- academic. Now they have other scholarships that they can find in there, but uh, so don't be afraid of that that number. But academics is it. So if they walk up and I'm interested in Division three and you have a two point five and, and a twenty one ACT, they're gonna they're gonna roll on. Um, so I I think the grades that I saw is 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 vital. Um, you know you could get away with having incredibly high grades and a very high ACT or SAT score and above average player. And you'll be better off there than you would as someone who's as a as a better player, but awful grades. Um, especially, I think in the female collegiate game, females tend to care more about grades. Uh, you see more females team. You know, I know Tyler's 
team just made you know the um, high grades again. And so as a team, girls tend to have better grades anyways. And so the competition for grades is is better. Boys, we can get away with a three zero, and, and that and but girls have a higher matrix there. Um, and with that comes, I think, ACTSAT. Regardless of what is waived or not waived, it's still a matrix that people look at. Uh, and and even if they go, because I know Culver is test optional, yeah. but I promise you Tyler still looks at something and goes, oh, I got two players, you know, I'll just use ACT. I got two players, one's a 32 ACT, one's a 26. Even if I, it doesn't matter on acceptance, I, I'm, do you think that 32 ACT players, you, you rank a little higher? Um, so I, I think ACT, SAT, obviously we have Magoosh, so I will give a plug for, for, for our soccer, but... I think studying for ACT, having those those high grades is 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 incredibly valuable. Um, I think the Division three level is fantastic. Uh, it really is. It's high competition, um, and so. But th- those are you can focus on one like Tyler said, focus on your strength and grades. Uh, everything else kind of starts falling into place there. All right. Yeah. So uh, an interesting question here, Josh, what are some tips you'd give to this may be for you more than me? Uh, I can give my opinion as well, but what are some tips you'd give to coaches to help their players get recognition? Uh, I assume you mean club coaches. coaches. So, um, yeah, Megan, that's a, that's a great question. I think club coaches are vital in, in, in this, in this recruitment world. Um, you know, for us, you know, we, we have three full-time cap directors nationally for Russian. That's still not enough. So we have to rely on, on our club, club coaches to be to be big advocates for these players um and, and so i think this can be a twofold this can also be what can a player do and what can a coach do because you, some of us get really lucky and have a great club coach that understands it others coaches really really want to but to be fair they have a full-time job and they're coaching on the side and so as much as they want to help a player they they have physical limitations so it's not a lack of caring so if you're listening you have a coach that doesn't do as much it's probably not a lack of caring it's just a lack of pure physical time but I, I think the biggest thing to do is is really help prep for for showcases um and really start that communication with showcases showcases and we'll get to that that next is id camps but showcases and id camps are the two biggest ways to be in front of college coaches and it it's it's an easy button for a coach to go to a showcase um and start reaching out to coaches 30 days in advance uh, and that's one of the things when we talk about building habits as a freshman you start doing it, are you going to, you know, as a freshman, are, are you going to have, if your team goes to, I mean, Mayor's Cup is coming up, but are you going to have 100 coaches come watch? Probably not. But at least, at least you're starting building this habit and, and you're starting this process. And if enough people email a coach, they may swing by to, to check it out for a couple minutes, but you're starting this habit. And club coaches can help in, in this habit as well. Um, I, I tell people, if you're going to email a coach, Include your club coach on it because as 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 a sophomore, uh, Division One, Division Two can't respond, and even if they could in Division Three and AIA, it's nice to have the coach's name on there, and the coach can respond and say, "Hey, Tyler, Coach Tomlinson, if you have any questions, let me know." Um, and I think club coaches have to be honest. You know, as Tyler said, you figure the strengths out. Club coaches have to be honest, um, and they can't. You know, I always make the joke. You know, hey, Susie's six foot two with a le- giant left foot and can win every ball out of the air. And Tyler goes to watch, and Susie's five eleven um, or five five, and has no left foot. That coach has lost all credibility. So the next time that coach reached out to Tyler and said this player is good, Tyler's like, yeah, you were, you know. Um, so club coaches have to be honest in that. But 
I think showcases are by far the biggest thing in the way that a coach can help a player keep on track and get out in front. Well, yeah, I think the easiest tip that I can provide is that make sure you have every kid's email address on your profile sheet that either you're submitting to the showcase itself, so all the college coaches can see it, or um, in the profile you hand out to every coach as they come to your game. I would recommend the, the, the first one of those being the most important um, in case someone just slides by to the wrong side of the field and just happens to watch over there and doesn't get a profile from your team's manager or whatever. So making sure that you as a player are reachable by the college coaches, that's big. Because if I have to email Josh to get to Jimmy – you know, what, who's to say Josh doesn't get back to me for a long time. He's got a full-time job, this and that, maybe my, you know, but if I can just go straight to the player, that's going to be easier for me to uh, have recognition for you. And that's what you want yeah. out of the question, right? How do I get more recognition? And I think you you're, get, you're, uh, reachable you mentioned hand brochures and out important. and I think having a, a team parent, it, it handing brochures out and, and tracking who's there is, is valuable. Um, Cause most of the time coaches are sitting on the sideline you can see what you can see them. That's they're pretty easy to spot and um, hand them a brochure and walk away. Don't, don't sit there and yeah. say, Hey, yeah, you look tired. That number 16 is my daughter. <laughs> Coaches don't want to hear that. Just hand them a brochure. Um, no, it does a lot. Yeah. And, and we're not there to talk. You have a brochure coach. Here you go. Do you have a card? Thank you so much. And nothing's worse than sitting in a parent just keeps talking. You're like, have you ever had a parent sit behind you or stand behind you and you're taking notes and now you're nervous? Like, are they looking at my, like, I've had a walk and, and you, you kind of keep looking. I mean, it's like, <laughs> come on, man. They're looking at you. Who would you You do. And you kind of mentioned it, Josh. Uh, you know, you're not just going to get a hundred coaches to come out and see you, but mm-hmm. you know, you need to go through the list of registered college coaches, first of all, and see if anyone's, are schools you're interested in email them that, that you'll be playing this is what you'll be wearing this is what time and field this is what color and number uh and invite them to come watch you um that's a b if there's other schools you're interested in that you want to come watch you play they don't have to be registered go ahead and email them as well telling them you're playing in this showcase uh that would be a good um practice to get into and in, in, in getting yourself recognized by being, uh, I don't know, I want to say the aggressor, but being the person that's doing the, the contacting, right? Be the person that does the work and, and gets the coaches to come out. I'm Look, Josh knows this when I, when I, cause he'll, he'll try too. He'll be like, Hey, I know you're here. Try to swing by my field at one to watch my team. And I'm like, you know, Hey, I'd love to, I have, these 15 kids that emailed me specifically that I have to get done today to see, cause they all reached out personally. And then he's always like, no, cool. You got to, if you have time, then come by, you know, you got to do what you have to do. Cause I'm going to make them a priority over going yeah. to watch a, a game. And yeah. And making the habit out of the game that might not players email the same coach. Um, I want, I want to plan to email bomb them. You know, I want to say, Hey, let's all, Hey, all 16 of you email Tyler Tomlinson right now. Cause that kind of goes, well, this seems weird. Um, but I think you do want to you do want email as many coaches as you can, and and you will say. I mean, like Tyler said, if you get seven emails from one game, you're probably going to swing by. Um, 
Well, it makes my life easier. You know, if I, hey, I, and I'll, I'll start to put it together. Yeah. Like, oh, these guys Huzzah. all, you Huzzah. know, email I, me. I, I get a break. Same I don't have to keep talking every oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. That's so right. I got to do this read. I, I'm actually pretty excited about this. Um, and, uh, but we are doing, uh, I wonder if I should like to play some music with this too. Like, I feel like all this is like cool. I only got like sad music from that one show we did. Because that one day you asked for sad music. And, Why would you only have sad music? <laughs> uh, I did. So I we did. are uh, the United Soccer Coach Convention is coming up in two thousand. Uh, sorry, two thousand twenty-two. Um, so it, it is. It is coming up in two weeks, and we are on Podcast Row. So it is the uh, United Soccer Coach Convention in Kansas City, Missouri, this January. The convention is the ultimate event for soccer coaches and those who work in the game. Um, it's going to be really cool. We're going to have a bunch of live shows. We'll be posting the schedule. We're going to get some really cool interviews that we don't typically have able to do. We're going to be live um, doing some shows there, talking to people who are who are hosting clinics and getting some different things. So that is the uh, United Soccer Coach uh, convention and it's going to be it, it's going to be pretty interesting so i'm excited to be part of podcast row um and so tyler and i would be doing a couple shows there tyler is getting recognized um there um as a uh um tyler's getting recognized for a coach the coaching staff of the midwest region so that's a really big deal um for him as well so that's that's a pretty cool pretty cool thing for tyler but um so good job on that Hey, yeah. if you're around. Oh, I can be your night, plus one. Gosh, you can come with me. How about that? <laughs> I'll get a plus one. <laughs> Just remind me I said that. Oh, how cute. Um, all right. So answer a couple more questions and and, and uh and if you guys have any more questions, feel free to for uh, to post them right now. And and uh Tyler, I'm going to ask you here is um, one of the questions I got is, should I or how do I use social media for recruitment? <laughs> Positively, uh, that would be my, my, my first piece of advice. Um, you know, I, I think that it's, and I, I, don't, I guess let me answer your question with a question first, back to the club level. Do you suggest separating a soccer Josh Tyler account from a uh, it depends on when they start. Josh I mean, Tyler if they come account. to us as a, as a junior, um, my recommendation um, is to you know double check with your grandma. But I think in the in the perfect world, yes, because your first steps is to have your own personalized email. You know, Josh Tyler Soccer twenty twenty two. It might as well be for your social media account too, because you can see the first last name. So my, my Twitter could be Josh Tyler soccer 2022 as well. So you're getting hit from different angles. So I, I think ultimately, yes. Um, I, I, I do, I do think that. Yeah. That doesn't give you Liberty to be crazy on your personal social one, you know, because if you've separate, you got Twitter for your soccer recruiting and Twitter for yourself. Mm -hmm doesn't mean that coach won't find both purposely or accidentally, right? So keep that in mind. But speaking on the soccer recruiting profile um, on Twitter, on Instagram, whatever it might be. Um, so, it, you know, I think, as I said, the first thing that needs to be positive, it needs to be about you, right? But one thing, Josh, that I've noticed that I really like um, 
A has to have highlights, has to have a, a link to a highlight video. Uh, those are very, very important things. Any accomplishments that you've received, you can put those in your profile uh, description, your bio as much as possible. Um, I think an email address, like you said, if it's Josh Tyler 2022 at gmail.com, go for it, put it up there so you can be reached easily on there. Uh, the next thing would be, and this is going to be an interesting one, Josh, you might not expect me to throw this out there, but be phrasing um, oh. of your teammates and teams that you're on, right? Retweet good things that happen to your teammate, Billy. Retweet good things that happen to your teammate, Jenny. Retweet good things that happen. Uh, quote a tweet. Hey, this is my teammate. Look how great they did. Or, hey, their highlight video is out. Check them out too. That shows me, um, you know, someone that's altruistic, empathetic, uh, might be a good teammate and a good fit for for our program. So that, those are just little pieces of advice that I think should um, be useful in someone's social yeah, and media I'm, uh, account. I'm just for, showing you right here uh, for what, that well. what we think the ideal social media profile is. Um, and, and Megan, to answer your question, is most useful. Um, I, I Really, I think Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I, I would not, if a coach friends you on Snapchat, ignore it. That may be a red flag. Um, in fact, I'm going to back that up and say, if a male coach friends you on Snapchat, that is a red flag. Um, but so Tyler, I don't know if you do, but I think, I think Twitter and Instagram are the most common. Twitter is, is, is still widely used. Um, uh, yeah. Twitter's Twitter's the high, highest, uh, mm -hmm. growing like social media, uh, yeah, I mean, I can, I can, right we now. have email. Can I take a picture of this? <laughs> Did you need, you need you're some gonna, glasses? You're send man, that to me. Don't you. forget. This is really good. I think anybody watching this. Uh, send, I'll, it looks I'll, I'll, email, I'll email this to you, man. No, it's good. I think this is good. This is, this is good. I, I hit, I hit a lot of these things though. This, this, you, I like the advice. Yeah, no, of I following this, is, this is where teams. you, you know, um, <laughs> Yeah, no, this is exactly what Tyler said. So I, I do think this is um, – it's, it's nice to have. So, um, but yeah, I will, I will email it to you, Tyler. <laughs> so. I, TikTok isn't there yet. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if that's a place where eventually clips will go to. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I think – you know, and I think when – Instagram, sure. Yeah, Instagram's good. Yeah, and I think one of the things that it, you can that put does clips is, on Instagram and same information. You, you can post your clips on Instagram more, you know, quicker. Um, but I, I think that the other thing that it does that people forget about social media is that it it gives you talking points. Because um, I I do think in most most programs, their assistant coach, possibly the coach, or maybe a manager is running their their social media feed, um, and. So they're the ones seeing, again, your name pop up quite a bit. And it's all about how do you keep your name in front of coaches. And that's a, another reason why we start so early to start getting your name in front of coaches. But it gives you talking points. You can say, hey, coach, I saw you guys won again. Big big conference win. Um, and so it just comes up in your feed instead of having to remember, oh, wait, did I, did, did I, I need to check and see if Culver won or I need to check and see if Wash U won. It just comes up in your feed and it gives you good talking points. And like Tyler said, respond to that. Good job. Congratulations. Um, you know, and post as much stuff. I mean, coaches want soccer junkies. That's what it is. And I think so. And I hate to say this, but social media, you're able to dictate what, what you want to be. Um, and over time, you just, it just, be, it shows your true self. Um, 
because you're always going to go. I yeah. said email, dude. Put that, put that diagram back up there, Josh. <laughs> no, not for me. For the for the. Peoples. Oh, I see, Jennifer. Yeah, sorry, Jennifer. I'll put it up for but you. But yeah, that, that's a good point. That's that's why I said it's important that you that you that you like Josh that you follow the teams you're interested in. Um, uh, and and Josh, this is you know, and I'll be completely honest about it. We have, I bet, I'm going to say three that players in our program that the For sure, our recruiting relationship started on Twitter. They they you know followed us said they were interested. Uh, we sent them a message through Twitter that just said, "Hey, what's your email?" Uh, or phone number, and then boom, 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 you know, and those players ended up getting scholarships and, and played for our for our team. And I, I you know, now granted, we, one, maybe a couple of those were through uh, the quarantined pandemic, but, you know, I think maybe one or two of those players were, were not. And so um, it, mm-hmm. it is a relevant source for connecting with coaches. And, uh, and Josh and I have even said, don't be afraid to follow the head coach's profile. I see who they are as a person. Right? Yeah. And, and, and be like, hey, can I can I play for this this person or not? And I think that's an important aspect in, in your search of well, and, the and right someone mentioned what, co- what a coach can do. In Tyler, uh, I'm sure you've too. seen Iowa Rush's senior girls Twitter account. Um, I mean, it it they they have their own team account and and they post the scores and and so as a club, you know, and they post it yeah. and it, it, it's fascinating uh, and that gives a reason for the girls to repost that they've scored. Um, so that is something that, that either a parent could do. It, it, it does become very useful. Yeah. No, that, that's, that's true. And I, I, the other, the other morning I woke up and I had like, uh, eight notifications on uh, Culver women's soccer's Twitter account. And I was like, Oh, do, did I miss something? And I went and it, I think it was one of your rush teams, you know, had tagged us because they know there's several players on that team interested in our, our college and playing for us. And so they tagged us, Hey, this is our next tournament. We're so excited to get back out on the field. Right. And then boom, boom, all these kids retweeted it, liked it. And yeah. so, uh, you know, a, a post that you're tagged in is getting yeah. all these. Very good. And I just posted there guys, um, of those, uh, of that rush, rush college. Um, it's the first steps in the recruitment process. It, it, it's, it's a class you can do online. It take it's pretty, pretty short and sweet. There's only 11 lessons. Um, and, and so you can you can hop on there um, and take those. You do have to be a member of Rush Soccer, but uh, and it goes over what, you know the fir- the first three steps, which is e- email address, college fit finder, and then step three is important to social media. So um, I recommend kind of going through that course uh, and, and getting yourself kind of heading the right direction in, in the recruitment process. So, um, but other than that, this is uh, this has been a. Uh, this has, has been a cat chat live Q and A. Um, it's been it's been fun and, and interesting. And thanks for the for the questions. Um, we are available for questions anytime. If you guys want to shoot me an email, um, you can. But um, Tyler, in, in, any uh, any final words here for uh, if you want? Yeah, no, we just uh, very appreciative of, of all the questions and you know everybody's search. This is my recommendation. I tell this kid to, to all of our recruits that everyone's uh, recruitment process from point A to point B is different. There's never one that's the same. You're going to get to the decision how you get to the decision, and 
you know, just be mindful of that and, and do what feels right um, and seems right and, and trust your instincts. Uh, and don't be afraid to ask questions. All right, everybody. We will be uh, back uh, next week. We'll be at the USC convention uh, on Podcast Row. You need to drink uh, uh, Park Place Java coffee um, and don't drink dark soda. Just and, uh, but uh, this is, uh, guys, thanks for joining. This is uh, this has been uh, CapChat Live, and uh, we will see you later, and, and uh, happy new year. Thanks for listening to CapChat, the number one soccer recruitment podcast in the United States. Be sure to check back every two weeks for new episodes of CapChat exclusively on the Rush Podcast Network. My name is Josh Tyler, and this is CapChat. <laughs>